I'm Karen Nelson, and you're listening to Becoming You Again, episode number 104. Welcome to Becoming You Again, the podcast to help with your mental and emotional well-being during and after divorce. This is where you learn to overcome the trauma of your divorce by reconnecting with yourself, creating lasting emotional resilience, and living a truly independent life so your life will be even better than when you were married. I'm your host, Karen Nelson. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Today, I just want to jump right into the topic because it is on growing mighty with gratitude. And I titled the podcast this way for two reasons. The first reason is it's an homage to the Nagoski sisters and the last or second to last, basically, (laughs) chapter of their book, Burnout, which I talk about literally all the time on this podcast. You probably get sick of me talking about how much I love this book. But there is a chapter at the end where they spend a little bit of time talking about gratitude and how it can like kind of help you grow mighty. And what I really love about this part of the book is they give the most beautiful practices of gratitude that I'm actually going to be sharing with you today on the podcast. But I think it's really important for me to share these because when I read these gratitude practices, they were new to me. They weren't just the same old sit down, keep a gratitude journal, think about things that you're grateful for, all that kind of stuff. They were different And I really like the way that they're different because they kind of put a different twist on gratitude that I hadn't ever thought about before. And I want to present them to you today in this podcast. And the second reason is because sometimes when we are going through difficult things like a divorce, for instance, or something else that is challenging in our lives, and then we tell other people that we're struggling often the response that we get is kind of like, oh, well, you should just be grateful for what you have. Or, yeah, but it could just be so much worse. Maybe try practicing being grateful, like keep a gratitude journal or something. I've heard those are helpful. I believe, I want to believe anyway, that the intention behind these words is meant to be helpful, right? I don't think that people are coming and telling us these things or giving us this advice coming from a mean-spirited intention. But When we're in the midst of struggle and challenge and chaos, that kind of advice doesn't always feel helpful. It kind of actually feels shamey. It almost kind of feels like having a challenge is off limits to us when we have to think about it in this other way. It's almost like we're shaming ourselves or we're blaming ourselves for the challenge or for recognizing the challenge or for feeling upset or angry or hurt or betrayed or struggling with the challenge because it's like these comments kind of make us feel like we're not supposed to feel that way. We should just get over it and move on or something like that. Like, I'm not exactly sure what we feel. I just am trying to describe like what I have felt sometimes when someone has given me that advice and sometimes what my clients feel, you know, they're sharing their heart and their soul and the tough things that they are going through. And it's just kind of shot back as like, we should just be grateful. Like, look at what you're grateful for. There's so much to be grateful for here. And it kind of feels like dismissive in a way. And so I really liked the title of Growing Mighty with Gratitude 
because I wanted this podcast to hopefully be empowering to you as you go through your challenges, as you go through your divorce, as you go through the months of struggle and rebuilding and healing and all the things that go into moving on from your divorce by giving yourself permission to be grateful for the good things that you have while at the same time holding space for all of the difficult things that you're struggling with, for all of the challenges that you're having and not making yourself wrong for feeling that way or going through those things or recognizing that they're hard. I don't want you to use gratitude as a means of forgetting about your problems or diminishing what you're going through, but rather I would love for you, if this feels good to you, to use gratitude as a positive reappraisal of things. Use it as a growth tool rather than a shaming tactic under the guise of look at the silver lining. Okay? So just keep that in mind as we go through. And of course, with everything that I teach, I am just offering you tools that have helped me, that I have learned from, that I've grown from, tools that I use with my clients. And if something feels right, great. I would love for you to take it and run with it and amazing. Practice it in your life. And if it doesn't feel right, if it is not resonant with you in some way, then just leave it behind. Of course, nothing that I teach is ever like the way and you have to do it this way or otherwise you will never heal or you will never, you know, move on. That is never the case. There are so many different ways and each person is individual and unique. And some things work for some people and other things don't. So don't feel like everything that I teach has to be implemented and it's going to work for you. It may or it may not, and only you will know. How can it be possible that we grow mighty with gratitude? And there are two gratitude practices, like I mentioned before, that the Nagoski sisters, Emily and Amelia, talk about in their book. And the first one is, as they have termed, the short-term fix. And this is where you're going to focus your gratitude on not what you have, which is what we normally are taught, right? Look around and be grateful for what you have. Name things that you have. Write a grateful journal about the things that you have in your life that you're so grateful for. That's that's how we're taught to be grateful. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that works for you, keep doing it. Again, do what works for you. Leave the rest behind. But for this one specifically, rather than looking at what you have, the focus is to be on who you have. So think of some people in your life at any moment in your life who has helped you. And as Fred Rogers, you know, Mr. Rogers, we all love him. I remember watching his show when I was a child and he's such a sweet, kind, loving soul. He explained this in such a beautiful way where he said, Look for people who have helped you love the good that grows within you. It's such a beautiful way of putting it. And so I'm probably going to refer to that a couple of times as we go throughout this podcast. But think of people, moments in your life who have helped you love the good that grows within you. I was watching the Oscars the other day, and this exact thing stood out to me, especially with one speech in particular. It was actually a speech for two winners because they were nominated together. It was the two Daniels. And I probably should have looked up 
their last names <laughs> before this podcast, but I didn't. They were nominated for the Best Directing category, and they won together as a team for their movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Just to give a little shout out to this movie, please watch it. It's beautiful and amazing and fun and such a great, beautiful story of love and acceptance. And it's really, really great. So if you haven't watched it, you should. But I digress, like I like to do on this podcast sometimes. But the both the Daniels came up on stage and one of the Daniels went first and he did this exact thing. And he said, I want to thank my teachers who have been in my corner, you know, as I was growing up and they were all public school teachers for the most part. And they just really supported me and helped me to continue to be who I am and grow into the person that I've become. And then the second Daniel took his turn and he basically said the same thing. He professed his gratitude for his mom and other people, but mostly his mom, who helped as he said, protect his inner storyteller as a child, which is such a beautiful way of putting it. I think this is such a great practice of having gratitude for your life and the things that have shaped your life. And by things, I'm actually referring to people, the people who have helped shape you and who have held your uniqueness and the special, amazing things about you in such a loving, beautiful way that have helped you to grow and expand that part of you. And so think about that. Maybe make a list. Who do you have in your life that has helped you love the good that grows within you? Write down some names. Think about, you know, growing up or in your life right now or when you were in college or when you were a teenager, whoever they are, write down their names. And then, and this is kind of the key here, is you either say their names out loud to yourself, and that's a beautiful practice in and of itself, just recognition of it, right? That they are a part of your life and they've helped you to grow and expand. Or you can thank them in person or write them a letter or maybe text them or however you want to do it. If this is one of the practices that you want to adopt, it feels so good to, first of all, recognize that there are people out there who love you and want to help you grow into who you are and become more of your amazingness. But then also it's like thanking them in a way for allowing you to become the person that you are. And that is such a beautiful thing. And then the second gratitude practice that the sisters talk about in their book they have termed the long-term gratitude lifter. And this one is more of a practice that works best over like a certain amount of time every day where you kind of follow a few steps in a written sort of practice. And you might want to do this, like I think in the book, one of the sisters, I can't remember which one, did it every day for three weeks or something like that, just to get into the habit of recognizing the things in your life that you can be grateful for. But you can do it whatever works for you. You get to decide how long, how often, all of that stuff. And so this is how the practice goes. At the end of each day or at the end of the day, you take kind of an appraisal of your day and you think of something that happened in your day that you are grateful for. And then the first step is you want to write down the title of that event. So if you had to give that circumstance, that event, that situation, a title, what would it be? So for example, when I did this, one of my titles was watching the sweet birds build their home outside my window. Yours might sound something like 
took a shower today, or had a conversation with my ex without feeling animosity toward him, or like something else, like literally anything during your day that you are grateful for, and then you just come up with a title. Like if you were writing a newspaper article or the chapter of a book, you would just write down the title and there you go. And then the next step is you want to write all about the experience. You want to describe what happened, including things that were done, things that were said, things that were said by you, things that were said by other people. Just kind of, you know, explain the experience out on paper. And then the next thing you want to do is you want to describe how it made you feel while it was happening and describe how it's making you feel now as you're writing about it, as you're thinking about that experience. And then the last thing is you want to explain how this thing, how this event came to be. What were the circumstances that led up to creating this moment in your life? And so for me, for my example, going back to watching the sweet birds build their home outside my window, basically I was sitting in my office at my desk and my office has French doors on two sides. One set of the French doors I can see through the living room out the very front window of my house where there are two trees that has just the sweetest little family of birds that live in these trees. And I love during my day when I can sit and watch and see these birds hopping back and forth and bringing food home to their family and playing. It is just the sweetest, most peaceful, awe-inspiring moment And as I watch them living their life in such simplicity and beauty and in the natural world, it brings so much joy to me and it feels so good. And I am just so awe-inspired by their love, their simplicity, their beauty, and this snapshot that I get to experience of watching them kind of live their life without them even knowing that I'm there watching in such a special, unique way. In the moment, I feel awe for a few seconds and I feel joy and I get a smile on my face. And as I'm telling you this, I'm getting the same feeling. I have this giant smile on my face and I feel warm and open. And it's just such a beautiful thing that I get to experience that I am truly grateful for. The way that this event comes to be during my day, because it happens every so often, is I have positioned my desk to specifically look out the windows. My desk used to face the wall. And one day, I think it was about two years ago or so, I decided I've got so many windows and so many outlooks to the outside world, I should turn my desk around. And so I did, and I kind of just placed it in the middle of the room so I could see out as many windows as possible and experience the world. And just that act and being able to take breaks from my day and breathe and recuperate and recharge allows me to look out my window and experience these little moments in nature and in time that are so beautiful. And I cherish them when I get to experience them. And so that's kind of what that can look like for you. That's one of my examples, but just allowing yourself to kind of explain the experience. And if you notice as you're doing this, that your brain kind of starts to wander to thoughts that are tending more to focus on the negative and looking for things that went wrong, just notice it and kind of set those thoughts aside 
kind of shelve them for a minute and then just bring your brain back to the experience at hand of what made you feel so grateful in that moment for that experience and kind of go through those steps. And then I don't want you to beat yourself up if your brain tends to go to the negative during this experience and you have to kind of bring yourself back to the present to what you're doing. That is normal. That is natural. It is so normal for our brain to look for negative. It is biased toward the negative on purpose. This has been passed down through our DNA for thousands of years. And so that's totally normal. It's natural for our brain to do that. Nothing has gone wrong. If you are doing this practice and it tends to go to the negative, just again, shelf those thoughts and bring it on back to focus on what you're trying to do in the moment. Remember that these things are a practice. The more you do them, the easier they will feel and the better you will get at staying focused on what you're trying to do. And also remember that some days are going to be easier to do this than others. Even if you've been doing it for a long time, even if you've been practicing recognizing gratitude and showing gratitude in your life and being mighty with gratitude in your life for a long time, some days are easier than others. And that's okay. That doesn't mean something has gone wrong. It doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It means that you are human. And that is a beautiful thing. And if growing mighty in gratitude is something that you are wanting to do, then I would recommend setting an intention to do one or both of these practices totally up to you for a set amount of time. Whatever feels good to you. Maybe it's once a day. Maybe it's once every other day. Maybe it's every Sunday. Maybe it's three times a day. You get to decide. This is totally up to you, but if this is something that you want to begin practicing in your life, set the intention and then go for it. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you today. Thank you for listening as always, and I'll be back next week. If you like what you're learning on the podcast and you're ready to create lasting change and results in your life, then you need to be working one-on-one with Karen as your divorce coach. This is where we take everything you're learning in the podcast and 10 exit with implementation and weekly coaching, where you start to see change in yourself and your life immediately. To find out more about how to work exclusively with Karen, go to www.karennelsoncoaching.com. That's www.karennelsoncoaching.com. Thanks for listening. If this podcast agreed with you in any way, please take a minute to follow and give it a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more details about how I can help you live an even better life than when you were married, make sure and check out the full show notes by clicking the link in the description.